I guess we can move on, although this I is turning into a metaverse. A metaverse lunch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what we'll call it. Lunch um, metaverse. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Lunch with Shelley, the podcast featuring conversations with colleagues, friends, family, business leaders at lunch. Here's Shelley. Hello and welcome to Lunch with Shelley. We have an awesome guest today, my great pal and colleague, Karen Kerrigan. On a professional level, I have admired Karen for a long time. She's had and continues to have an amazing career over the years. But perhaps most notably, she is a tireless and impactful advocate for small business and entrepreneurship in her role as the president and CEO of the Small Business and Entrepreneurship Council. I don't think anyone in this town or this country knows more or cares more about small business than Karen. And as a small business owner and entrepreneur myself, I am grateful that she advocates for companies like mine pretty much 24-7. When she's not testifying before Congress or doing a myriad of media on behalf of small business, she's a great mom to two terrific kids who I'm proud to know, a loving daughter, a fantastic athlete, a dog lover, and a really fun person to hang out with. She is witty and warm and so funny, and we are honored to have her on today. Welcome to Lunch with Shelly Karen, and let's have lunch. Let's do it, Shelly, and I better be on my witty game today. (laughs) (laughs) One of the things that Karen is so clever about um, is naming things. And she and I, at one point, like several years ago, we were super into the blockchain. Karen mm-hmm. knows a thousand <laughs> times more about it than I do, but I was just terrifically enamored with the notion of it, and it was so hot. And we were thinking about doing something about the blockchain for women, and we wanted to call it the broad chain, which was Karen's oh, name, and I thought right. it was so clever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then people were like, oh, no, you can't say broad. And it's yeah, it's one of those things you're not supposed what to say What is wrong anymore. with broad? I, well, I don't know, but number one, the ability to name things is like a it's really good talent. Witty. Because it's I hard know. for people to put a name or a brand on something, whether it's a podcast right. show I mean, or a clothing line Shelley or something. Yeah, the no, most it's innovative title. <laughs> right. But that's the talent. Yeah. Well, I think, I think that occurred... Um, over a course of several happy hours. <laughs> That's Shelley. true. So the, the naming and the branding and the creativity helps when you're relaxing with a great friend. Yeah. And, you know, you have a glass of wine and you just brainstorm and come up with these amazing ideas. So like we have now. I think the broad chain has shelf life. So let's let's look at that again <laughs> well, in the future because definitely um, that can apply to a lot of things. That's I sure. agree. Well, last night, actually, Karen and I were at a same the same gala dinner, although we didn't know it. But the people at my table were talking about blockchain. They were talking about crypto. All of these things, which, again, I'm so enamored with but know so little about. But you know so much about. Well, you know what? There's, uh, as you noted, um, when you introduced me, uh, Shelley, there's so much that impacts entrepreneurship and right. small business and opportunity and, you know, where entrepreneurs can take us in the future. So that's why, you know, it is just so fascinating to, to be able to work with this constituency because we really do try to stay ahead of the trends and yeah. where entrepreneurs can make a difference. 
So with crypto and blockchain, the metaverse is another thing that we're real. I know. I made a face. <laughs> I know she made a face. But that is huge. That mm-hmm. is huge right now. So Do you really think it's going to be huge? I sort of feel like it's failing a little bit. Maybe just you know immediately. What? Maybe it's because of the personalities attached to it as opposed to the possibilities within it. Right. Mm. But when I think about all the money and all the innovation that's going into the metaverse, and I actually do have... Um, the goggles? A, the goggles. You're I, I kidding. I have an avatar. <laughs> You're kidding. I've been traveling all over, you know, horizons wow. and different rooms. And it is oh just God, Karen, meeting so people around the world, seeing what technology, uh, particularly in the metaverse, uh, can bring to people in areas of the world, access to technology, uh, access to education. So, you know what? When I get in the metaverse yeah. and I'm like, Oh, my God. I see the opportunity. I mean, it's, it's crazy. You see, you can advertise here spaces. You know, it's like thinking. Wow. Are you kidding? I'm not kidding. Well, it. first of all, do you go, like, to, like, a fantastic beach? Like, where have you been in the metaverse? Or is it just other office buildings or something? Well, it's office buildings. I mean, I, I try to get a sense of what's happening commercially, what's happening in the social world. I've been in, like, nightclubs. Oh, You're kidding. Nice. I, I, do you sort of dance? I've been in the fun house. I've been. Really? Yes, I've been in scary houses. I've been at sporting events. Oh my god! Concerts. Um, Who have you heard? Like in concert. Oh, you know, these are just these are not name brands. I mean, these are people that are trying to launch themselves on the metaverse. You're wow. Um, yes, that <laughs> is my. So that is the opportunity. I mean, just like the internet. And um, sort of how we listen to music now versus how we did a long time ago and digital platforms have really allowed entrepreneurs, creators to reach new markets and become known and to launch their brands. The metaverse is going to be very similar. And the, you know, it's it's still the early stages. Uh, I mean, I'm an early adopter right now and I still don't know what I'm doing on the metaverse, but (laughs) I'm there and I'm, I'm trying to figure it out and I'm looking at the opportunities, but particularly how bad policies can perhaps, you know, stop a lot of the good things that can happen in their tracks. But I kind of want to drill down on this. I mean, that is, you are really the first and only person I know that's traveled as extensively as you're describing, but like, tell us what it was like to go to a concert. I mean, you put on your goggles, right? And you're in your living room wearing whatever you're wearing. Let's say jeans. Like, are you in concert attire or you're just doing whatever? Well, yeah, you can change your attire. You know, oh, your avatar. Your right, avatar, right, right. right? Your makeup, your jewelry, your outfit, your... If you want to change you your color and get a little <laughs> punk rock, you can do that. You can do a lot of things with your avatar to, you know, fit the environment that you're in. Or you can go as yourself, which is like sort of my boring avatar looking at me right, <laughs> right. now, Washington, D.C. You look D. perfect. Oh, you look great. And, what are you talking uh, about? No, but, okay, so you so you're in your avatar yeah. uniform, and then what happens? Well, um, if you're exploring a concert or one time, I said, "Oh, gee, I'm going to go into this comedy club and you know see who's performing there." Um, you're looking around, you're waving to people, you're meeting people. Do you take a seat at a table? You can sit at the table. You could just walk around. You can stand. You can. People will come up to you and start talking to you. You can initiate conversations. Are these other people who are in the metaverse too, or yes. is it all similar? Oh, so it's not simulation. It's yes, people. these are wow. These are real people that have an avatar. You know, similar to if you were say 
talking on a social platform, okay. like right. on Facebook or, you know, uh, it, but you... Any sort of instant message situation. That's but, right. but you okay. have an avatar and you're talking so to the other person and you're actually talking. So wow. you can talk. But also, if you don't want to hear things or if you don't want to talk, I mean, there's a lot of, you don't want to be approached, you could do that. You could garble, you know, how you talk. So it's very interesting... Um, Have you made any friends? I made a couple of friends. Really? Yes, and there's already people just like on like Facebook or social media that will reach out to you and that want hmm. to friend you. And you, know, you can create private groups. Um, wow. There's a lot of things. So you do have a lot of... So this is not just fantasy in the future stuff. You do have major brands from major retailers to mid-sized brands to really... Exploring the metaverse now and getting in the metaverse with their retail world, and where the opportunity is for business. Um, and once we have really good connectivity, really good 5G, that's why we're so, as you know, we're very active on telecommunications policy, making sure we get 5G, and you know, we have this type of connectivity that is needed for this type of technology. You can have an individual retailer or a small store get the word out, a person from India or from California, if I live in Virginia, can come into my store, look at something, try it on, or put it in their house to see how it might look if you're, you know, selling some type of um, appliances or if you're selling some type of furniture. So there's a lot of cool things that you can do. It's mind-boggling. I know, it <laughs> is. You're so amazing. Yeah, this Wait, is we're going to, I know, right? I told you, she's amazing. You're listening to Lunch with Shelly. This is Catherine. Would you say hi? Hi. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Hello, Catherine. We have a plan. So can I tell her what our plan is? <laughs> yes. We're going to get a dozen. How do you like your oysters? Uh, any way you want them, Shelly. Like, <laughs> yes. Do you have a preference to size better? Do you like them bigger? Like, I like medium or plumpy. Or medium plumpy is fabulous. <laughs> okay. Do you have a preference on salinity? Do you like them more grainy, less grainy. Selenity. Less, less, Everybody is so high really I would say words. less grainy. Okay. <laughs> I can do that. And let's do premiums and let's do three different kinds. Sure. Or four different kinds, whatever. Sure. Okay. And then we're each going to have clam chowder after. It's a chowder It's very exciting. And also, because you know I'm such a pest, um, extra tartar <laughs> and cocktail sauce, please. Of Thank Absolutely. you. Perfect. And um, how do we feel about some bread and olive oil today? We desperately want it. <laughs> <laughs> With salt and pepper. Bring it on. The cheeseburger for me. Sure, how good? good? Medium oh, is great. Medium? Yeah, thank you. A little extra ketchup or Dijon on the side? The Dijon would be great. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. So so I hope Claudie's going to share his cheeseburger, by the way. <laughs> oh, my God. So we're we'll at Black Salt. Claude and I um, have to get that in because we love Black Salt. Love Black Salt. But we always talk about Black Salt as being a seafood restaurant. But Black Salt actually was written up like five or six years ago. I don't know how long ago. Uh, by Seitzma saying that it has the best burger in town. And really? then people started coming here to get the burger. And because they had so much more seafood than burgers, I've been here several times where people have driven in from Virginia and it, the burgers have been sold out. Once, I know, the burgers are super good. Well, I think once Tom Sietzema, you know, gets on it, it's yeah. like the word. And right. got it. Right. Yes, it's extraordinary in I terms know. of you get mentioned in his column. You know, I live out in uh, Vienna. Yes, I Virginia, know that. Vienna, yeah. Oakton area, which is becoming sort of a little foodie hub. Right. A lot of cool restaurants. Right. You know, the former chef or owner of Galileo, 
uh, Roberto. Roberto Dona. Yes, he's got he's got Roberto's there now. Right Are on. Are you kidding? Right. So we're going there on Saturday for my mother's birthday. Her, oh, that's so awesome. Her 86th birthday. Did Chris pick it up? Uh, actually, I did because Christopher and I have sat at the bar a couple of times, right. and we just said, you know, we need to bring mom here. She would like the she would like the atmosphere and all that. So he's out there now, Roberto. Yeah. Well, is, he also is up here at El Dente, that's which right. uh, Nelson and I get so much pizza from. Yeah. He's really good. But that it sounds fantastic, and you're right. I mean, there are so many great chefs that are expanding outside of the district. You're listening to Lunch with Shelly. Let me ask you this, Shelly. Like, who's your favorite performer? Of, in, like, music? Yeah, music. Or one one favorite Well, let's performer. say The Grateful Dead. Okay. Well, say, um, you know, say The Grateful Dead or whoever was performing somewhere and you couldn't go, right? right. So there was a concert. People are paying 1000 1500 2000 5000 right. 10000 for right. this concert. But then there's sort of a... Um, you know, an online or a virtual option where you could go and you could be right next to your friends, but you could spend 50 bucks to be there, but you're only doing it through, in a virtual way as opposed to, you, you, basically, you're aug- the virtual is augmenting all the people there by having virtual attendees, participants, fans as well. Right. I mean, is that something you would do? Well, on one hand, it's appealing, and on the other hand, it's almost proving my point because I think, look, the ticket price is appealing, and the ability to go to Red Rocks, let's say the dead are playing yeah. in Red Rocks, well, right? And I don't well, have you to fly go. to Red Rocks or yeah. get a hotel or the whole thing. But thank you. But to... to um, So there's definitely benefit. I don't mean to act, act like there's not benefit, but to act... Like it's the same or as good or in anywhere in the same universe of actual experience just sort of bums me out somehow. It doesn't bum me out. I just think that you're sort of kidding yourself because actually being there is amazing. No doubt. You know? No doubt about it. Right. Again, but for... But you're right. For, I mean, for people, they can't go. a lot go. of opportunity, right. I could see this, like, with sports. I mean, imagine if the NFL catches on right. something like this. They already, right. they're already in. Yeah, you can go to the Super Bowl are. or something That's like right. that, and it's like, well, I can't go, but if me and, like, ten of my friends have this capability, we can all even be in separate places, but Terrific. all feel like we're at the Super Bowl at the you same time. You can put time. it right exactly. in the Enjoy it, yeah. So, yeah. so, so, so Claude's getting the vision here. Oh, yeah, he knows no, exactly, no, exactly. exactly. What do exactly. I need to buy to do this? I know. You can get your it's own... $1,500, you apparently. Right? Through your... Right. 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 Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah. You have yeah. your own virtual suite. You're hanging out with your friends. You're looking at it. And, right. you know, but you've got your food right there that you can eat. I, well, I'm telling you, it's, uh, yeah, so those those are all, um, you know, very realistic, very realistic, sure, sure. you know, uses of the metaverse. And I think I think it's going to be a lot easier for entertainment and for sports because I know they're really getting into it. Kind of the purpose of Lunch with Shelly, you know, is obviously in-person interactions. And a lot of what I focus on is almost the opposite. Not necessarily that it has to be mutually exclusive, but... Strapping on uh, goggles and having everything be virtual, which is not analogous to fake. It just seems a little 
UFO to me. And 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 so what I'm into is for me, I really like I need to try I need to touch a fabric. I need to try something on. I'm completely the opposite, but clearly I'm wrong and in a terrific minority. No, 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 no you're not. See, that's the thing, is 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 you're not wrong. It's um, well, maybe and, there's no right or wrong. You no, know, well, you know, everyone thought the internet and e-commerce was going to replace stores, right? right it's right, absolutely right. false. I right, know right, that right. for a long time. I like going to stores. I like getting out. But then again, there's some things I like to buy online. Sure. It's more efficient. Right. You know, I don't have to touch it, see it, try it on, whatever. Right. And, you know, all the research has shown is that there is sort of this balancing. There is, there is, people are, there's a merging of the online and offline worlds where, where brands and stores are using technology in order to create communities, in order to make it easier for customers to buy things, to do things, whether it's, you know, buying online, coming to the store and pick it up. But, but still, there is... In-store brick and mortar is not going away. Right. So what we're doing right now is right. not going away. Right. The only thing technology does is allow, I think, people to do things more efficiently, explore things that they haven't been able to explore before, to um, broaden their experiences, and perhaps experience things that they, they can't afford or they don't have the time to do. Well, like you, going to France or the moon right. I was just or the moon or something like, like that. Right. It's like, well, you when am I going like to get to the moon? Yeah. I'm never, right. right. never going to get to the moon. So why don't I, I go explore it? Right. Yeah, so let me go explore it on the metaverse. I do like that commercial on the metaverse because, you know, you could go to Rome. You could go to any museum, and then this girl gets on a spaceship and sees Saturn or something. Yeah. Yes. So it's, it's <laughs> which is cool. Yeah. So it's it's not to replace the in-person, uh, in-store uh, experience. experience. It's just to improve and enhance it. And again, to give people more opportunities, and uh, you know, to visit places and do things that they cannot do in the regular world. Part of it too is looking at new things that are happening. For example, I was reading um, testimonials from um, high school students in inner city areas that really didn't get trigonometry and get how it works or well, how this it applies. Is very interesting, yeah. So they went through this whole um, metaverse. Meta, I would call it online course, metaverse-related course, and it's like boom, I get this right away. Are they, you kidding? Yeah, they understand the application. The education they wrote, aspect. That's right. Fast. It's a different yeah. way of teaching something that um, I think works with your may work depending on how everything's designed. Works with your brain. It's more effective in, in terms of some of the techniques. Very, very interesting for, again, education, I I think, has the greatest possibilities for really helping people, giving people access to educational opportunities they wouldn't have had before and tools. And fantastic teachers. What about the healthcare aspect? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, the telehealth is already very big right now, but, you know... Being diagnosed or looked at yes. in the metaverse is probably another fantastic benefit. Or, 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 or teaching. Having, right. Or doing surgery where a doctor's on one end with his little handheld and someone else is on the other end, you know, in some other location where it's a machine that's actually doing it with wow. the brain of the doctor that's doing it it's through the metaverse. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're, you are like on a different planet. I'm still <laughs> two feet on Earth and you're like going beyond the moon. Mm-hmm. And I have to catch up. I mean, I know I will, I guess, late. 
<laughs> well, still. Maybe not. <laughs> We've been advertising. You had me at advertising in the metaverse. <laughs> Shelly, you're keeping us grounded. Thank you. Through That's lunch. Right. There you go. Right. You know? Because you, you're right. You never can replace this, ever. That's truly what I believe. Mm-hmm. And you're right that they don't have to be mutually exclusive. You're listening to Lunch with Shelly. Excuse us, because our oysters are here. She's going to describe them. Are, are you going to describe what is what? These first three here are Hammersley Inlet from um, Washington State. Then mm. you have uh, three glacier bays coming from Prince Edward Island. You have uh, three of the pieces uh, in French uh, from New Brunswick, Canada. And then these three here are Mopex from Prince Edward Island. Ooh, that's what I'm eating right now. The horseradish, not the tartare. I meant the horseradish. Thank you so much. Oh, these are going to be a little bit on the sweeter side, and then they get like progressively more salty as you go that way. But they're all pretty clean. Here, this this one was really good. Yeah, that the Prince Edward Island one was excellent. Oh, good. As as an FYI, (laughs) I've been thinking about our meal today. Clearly. Because I came prepared, but um, <laughs> October is an R month, so I was thinking if you liked oysters, which I thought you did, yeah, yes. it's a good month. November. Oh, so all these months now coming up are good, except for January. You are listening to lunch with Shelley. Yeah. I want to come to your house. So Karen and I are very dear friends. We always meet in D.C., and I used to have a fear of going to Virginia anyway. But I've seen pictures of her house. Her house is gorgeous, and her dog is huge and very handsome. I want the whole experience. Oh, Buckeye. Yeah. The Buck. All right. He's, the, a, he's a chocolate lab. He's a chocolate he lab. A black lab. And then, have you seen Jerry, my English cream golden? Mm-mm. My God, I love him so much. But anyway, Buckeye is very handsome. Buckeye is like a horse. He's just, <laughs> yeah. Everyone's like, that is the biggest lab I've ever seen. Yeah. I mean, How much does he weigh? Well, it's not that he weighs so much. It's just that he's tall and long. So at his at his biggest, he was 115. Now he's about 96 or so. But he's just so, he's like a horse. Yeah. He's like so tall and so long. The sweetest dog, he's nine years old already. Is he? If you can believe it. But he has just... This like the, the child, yeah. and he's like the childlike puppy eyes, you know, that never stop. But his name is Buckeye because my daughter, when she played lacrosse in high school, and in her sophomore year, she committed to Ohio State. Mm-hmm. And, I knew that had to be in Ohio State. And we we oh, lost. I didn't get that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and a year prior to that, it's we had we had lost <laughs> we had lost a Chad, our our cocker spaniel that she'd known since she was one years old. I mean, she grew up and she was heartbroken by this. So we got Buckeye. But as it turned out, Katie then uh, transferred in her um, sophomore year to JMU, James Madison University. And we're like, well, we can't change the name to Duke Dog. Although that was, you know, that's sort of the mascot. Uh-huh. Um, and she ended up her lacrosse career at, at JMU. Won the national championship, so it was yeah, a good nice. It was a good move. Super athlete. Very good move. And um, But that's how, that's why, but he looks like a Buckeye, doesn't he? That chocolate. Yes. And well, it's just a handsome name. Like, he could be Ranger or something yes. like along those lines. You know, he's, I like he's Ranger. A, That's a good name for a dog, right? Just, yeah, Ranger. Me, <laughs> see, I'm not bad, too. <laughs> and naming Ranger <laughs> and Broad Chain. We call him Buck. call him Boo-Boo. You know, he's got like a little, he's got a bunch of nicknames. Right. You know, the Boo-Boo, you know, we call him. But he's a, 
uh, love him to death. He is the greatest dog. Well, I envision, so her home looks beautiful from the photos. And also, she has a lot of land, and I like thinking about Buckeye running around. Because we, um, I mean, I walk the dogs, and we have a nice enough backyard, but not, like, land backyard. Yeah, well, we have a lot of common property. In my neighborhood, we got, like, a lake, you know, that's part of our common property. And we have a bunch of other um, big parcels that are, um, you know, part of the community property, which is really neat. Uh, but, yeah, he loves it. I, he's getting old now. I tell you, his, what he loves doing the best is sitting out on the driveway <laughs> and just sort of, that's his kingdom, watching mm-hmm. what goes back and right. forth, which are usually the delivery trucks. Right. And so his favorite one is the UPS truck. And it's Kent, the delivery man. Because he, when he sees Buckeye, he will come up, he will stop at the bottom of the driveway, he's Aww. got his treats ready for Buckeye. Aww. He oh, loves Buckeye. I love those stories. Nice. So Buckeye, you know, jumped up in the truck. He would drive away with Kent, you know? And, <laughs> but that's and we're a, friends at UPS are going to be very excited to hear this uh, yes. uh, anecdote. Yes. So Kent, the, uh, and they look, he actually, he, he looks good, Buckeye, with his chocolate lab coat next to that UPS oh, nice. truck and, and Kent. They look like they belong together, actually. So, anyway, that's... We'll add a picture of them to our show notes. You're listening to Lunch with Shelley. Wow, this is fantastic. Oh, my gosh. This Doesn't suit. it smell great? Shelly, I hope you put a picture... I hope you put a picture of the soup. Oh, yes. We look had at, to this that. is an amazing... Black salt rocks. Black salt rocks. <laughs> good news is, if we want to end on some good news, <laughs> yes, we do. which will make it into one of no, these things. No, no good news, Karen. <laughs> no, is, um, you know, during the pandemic and even up to this period of time, you know, so there was the pandemic, the uncertainty of that, now, high inflation, economic uncertainty. More people are filing to start businesses, business applications than mm-hmm. ever. Okay. Than ever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, we've seen a little bit of leveling off. We think it has something to do with inflation, economic uncertainty. But still, know. it's far and above where we were pre-pandemic. People filing business applications to start businesses. Okay? And that is really good news. So, I think they see... I think the acceleration of all things digital, the digital economy, people um, learning about, understanding, more people using tech tools, they have access to tools and access to information where they can start businesses um, and all the information they need to start. This is all really, really good news because we need those people to replace a lot of the businesses that were lost during the pandemic. But also, this is great for competition and vibrancy and the American dream is still alive. Sure. I mean, that is just, to me, that's like, wow, the American dream is still alive of, of, of starting and launching a successful business. Do you feel and like it's gasping for air or do you feel like it's robust? I, it's Well, it's robust. Those people that file business applications still have to actually launch. So there's the gap. And my concern is that do we have the policies in place that, and I don't think we do, right. that are really going to, like, 
you know, encourage and you support all these people to launch these businesses because they need a pretty decent economic environment. Uh, A lot of them need access to capital, and I think that's starting to... Would you say relaxed lending rules or lower interest rates or both? Well, all the above. Yeah. I mean, when you you have a a booming economy, banks are more willing to lend. Right. You know, when you... And, um, and of course, with... When you have lower interest rates, you know, you have it's more affordable you have more affordable capital. Thanks for listening to Lunch with Shelly. Share the podcast, rate, and review. 